Trya starts. You got the music? Yeah, I got it queued up. Um, Hit it, rock three, and roller. Two, one. Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where we are perfectly comfortable coming off a bye. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with guest producer Bronco Jeff. Hola! The co-host of Yahoo's Fantasy Freaks television program, which I'm told airs on Altitude, and CEO of Mile High Sports, the one and only Nate Lundy. Yeah. Who? Yeah. And you host John Reedy. Yeah. Wow, you're, you're pegging. You're pegging. You're pegging, and I don't mean the thing with the dildo. Your your sound is really pegging, Colin. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. South Stands live. Well, we can't get the live part because we were trying to hook, get the video and something's wrong with YouTube right now. So, uh, But we'll try that in a little bit, but you've already listened to this, so you don't care. But um, maybe there'll be a video portion. Who knows? But uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, it's been a long time. We realized it was September 19th since we actually were here. Colin and I have done a video show uh, since then. And uh, we're, we're just going to get back into the swing of things because we got a lot to talk about, don't we? There is. I mean, we haven't talked since September. So, of course, there's a lot to talk about. A lot going on. But first, let's welcome in, finally, his first time here. It's about b- damn time. It's about damn time. It's been a while. Nate Lundy. I don't understand why I've never been invited to this. Yeah, I think you've been invited you many times. kind of a-holes. I mean, <laughs> how come I haven't been invited to this? <laughs> Colin, I think you invited him several times, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I've he's, invited he, him numerous times. Yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. at some black tie gala. I, th- I think you, oh, got the, you got the high hat a lot of times when, when he was trying to... Um, it's like, know. look, dude, I know Lauren Gardner. Mm. Screw you. Well, that is uh, a card that I like to play. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. Look, yeah, you, Lauren was on on your uh, show with you, and uh, now you've got um, Katie Wingy on there. Yes. Another, another favorite of Collins. Colin, oh, Colin we'll loves see. all those altitude we'll ladies. Now, now I see why. I've, now I see why I've been invited. I see. I, it's a. It's a like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Well, we have a whole segment about what's Katie really like. That's coming uh, up later. Okay. So yeah. yeah, guys. Yeah, Col- honestly, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, no, no. I you just, didn't have it. You just got it in the notes, What? Like. Oh my goodness! This, All right, this is super. Like the, the it's really looks really loud on here. Can we turn that down? Just well, a, here's what I fine? recommend you okay. do. Okay, take the little input mic okay. thingy and drag it down. Okay, I'll do that as thing. soon as we as soon as we ease into it, and you guys start talking. And when I can when I can when I can lay out, as they say in the jazz world, I don't know if you know that <laughs> that terminology. Wow. Can, yeah, that's that's what that's what we're about here, Nate. I don't know if you've heard the show, but um, it's, I showed up in here. Colin walks in with a a box full of forties. This is. Oh. Fantastic! Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's, you know, you break out all the all the good stuff for me. Thank you. Well, other than other than it possibly be career ruining, it's it's a good time. Oh, you know? I knew that. <laughs> I knew that when I said yes. I mean, believe me, I might come out of this with a few messages on my phone by the time we're done. Well, we actually have a set of we have a, a standard that we call the Hockman rules. All right, because in the Ben Hockman era, 
he was still working for the Denver Post at the time, and he sat down at, at our old at our old bunker, and he said, "Listen, fellas, you know, here's the deal. I got a career. I want to be able to promote your show by tweeting this out tomorrow. So please don't put me in a circumstance where I can't." And so we call that the Hawkman rules. Does and that so, only apply to Ben? No, or? we always ask people, do you want to follow <laughs> yeah. the Hawkman rules? If, if you need the Hawkman rules, we there's, can certainly do that. And then that, there's so. the Notaro rules, which oh. are completely different. I was oh, just yeah. saying, that's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. like, that's real filthy. That's like, you know, if you want to get in trouble, then you then you apply the Notaro rules. So Yeah, Reno is pretty much the director's cut on just about everything. <laughs> I would agree with yeah. that. I probably fall somewhere in between. If okay. you guys ask me something that I'm not comfortable throwing on the podcast, I'll plea the fifth or you know something like that or but you know other than that let's have some fun usually we will and, and usually you can tell like con will say something and i'll look over at the person and you can kind of see their eyes kind of get a little big and they kind of <laughs> go like we had somebody one time and i i I'll, I'll share with this with you off air um colin started saying something and someone literally was going like like this like waving their hands yeah, like, <laughs> stop yeah, yeah. No, no 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 and uh so we had to we had to maybe trim that out a little bit but um yeah we'll, we'll we'll take it easy though so but welcome it's good to have you here finally well thank i want to thank you personally I, I know right now you're missing the country music award. Oh my oh, god, geez. big country music fan. I here. am a big country music fan. I, I'm not an award show fan though, so you're fine. You believe me, I'm not missing anything. You could probably predict who's gonna. It's it. It's a like a prom. It's a high school popularity contest. So it's fine. I believe me, I'm not missing anything. So so guy with big hat and cut off sleeves is gonna win something. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> um, the song maybe about beer could mm-hmm. be about God. Yep. Uh, could be about Mama. That's it awesome. Might have been in a truck commercial. <laughs> May have been used I, as a soundtrack. I have to say, um, I, and I don't know if you knew this about me, Nate, but um, I hate new country and you with an umlaut. New country music. I love country music. Okay, I, I listen to like Willie's Roadhouse yep. and like those channels. Good channel. Good channel. Um, I can't stand the new stuff. The stuff like Matt Duchesne would listen to. Yeah, I'm not into it. Not into or it. Or that. Or that. He would go on stage and sing. That's the other thing that Dutchie used to be pretty good at. Oh, did he go I've, on stage? I, I have sing? seen him at concerts go on stage with a guitar in his hand. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, a, like a Jason Aldean concert or something uh, like Thomas that. Thomas Rhett. Okay, yeah. it's funny you should mention that because I was thinking of earlier today about McCarr and McKinnon on all these. All these great-looking young dudes that play for the Avalanche and just how they just be, must be drowning in female attention everywhere they go. Probably, but they're probably also just like, "Hey, I'm I'm playing hockey. I got to focus on this." You know, I think they're probably. Granted, they're they're probably dipping wicks, but you got you got to focus on the season, though, right? I don't know, man. Tell that to I don't know Tori Craig. I, I, I'm not so sure that. I wonder though. Seriously, I wonder if different athletes view that type of activity differently so nate nate's been rolling his eyes he doesn't want to participate no no i was just gonna say <laughs> waving his hands no no, no, no i'm not doing that waving his hands i wonder <laughs> with but i wonder with guys like um with with the hockey guys in general like is it something that ramps up like is it something like right now is mccarr still just you know sort of that same guy that went from the frozen four to the the player of the year to the abs roster in the course of like 72 hours is that still him yes or is he starting to realize that he's developing into a star and he can walk around with a little bit of swagger i don't know 
I mean, I think McKinnon obviously knows he's a star at this point, and we've we've seen him when he first started. But I don't know. I don't know when that breaks for these guys. When when it, when it changes, when it flips over, right? Yeah, because McKinnon can go walk around Toronto, and people are gonna be like, "Holy shit!" You know, and yeah. know who he is. I was in Vegas. I was wearing the you know the 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 BSN um, the video game McKinnon shirt with yeah. like the thing, the eight and, bit look. Yeah, the mm-hmm. eight bit. And um, I was just in an elevator, and guy went, "Is that Nathan McKinnon?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Holy shit!" So very well known Makar will be well known but he still looks like he's a teenager he just turned 21 so he looks like he's a teenager I'm sure he'll 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 come into his own but I think he's probably more focused on playing hockey he could do a he could do the equivalent of a letter of intent press conference right now and you'd believe it (laughs) like you'd be like oh yeah he's a high schooler I mean he's just he looks like a kid he's just that's the difference for me with hockey I love hockey it's the difference for me watching those kids is because they really truly are kids oh yeah um is when they join the league. I mean, it is, they come in and they are 18 and they can blow you away with their skills. It's amazing. We, we're going to talk about that, but really we have to talk about altitude because this is going on and on and on. And you have a show on altitude. I do. And uh, the, the, most folks can't watch it because you can't get altitude on Comcast, which most people have, I would imagine. So this, Colin and I have talked about this at length. I'm sure you've talked about it forever. Mm-hmm. It's dragging on and on. And I just think it needs to be it needs to be resolved because at this point, I mean, like I can't watch a game on my TV at home. Right. I can't I can't watch you. I, I can't watch Altitude at all. It's 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 kind of ridiculous at this point, don't you think? Well, I, first of all, I like you um, pretending uh, to watch the show. Thank no, you. No, I that. do. No, I <laughs> no. came on uh, sometimes. Well, it's I have to have it on and I turn on it. Here's what's on a word. Here's what I'll say and and. Colin, to, to go back to what you said before, I, I'm going to play a little bit of the Hawkman role because, look, I do a show for them. Sure. Um, but I believe that there are problems on both sides of this kind of a deal. And that includes, look, ESPN has fought with the big sure. three. Fox has fought Fox with News. the big three. CBS has. Everybody has gone through this. The difference is that in the grand scheme of things, Altitude is a small is a small player. If we step back and look at, I mean, what have we all been seeing ads for nonstop for 30 days? Disney plus, right? Like altitude is small compared to that. And when you're in all of these negotiations, I think the media landscape we all know is completely different. These guys have to argue over everything from rights fees to clearances to what they're going to charge on your bill. Um, And I don't claim to be smart enough to understand the legal arguments that are going on, but I'm with you, John. I, I want it worked out. Yeah, and a- it's not just because, look, I want as many people to see our show as possible um, because Brad and I and, and Katie and going back to Lauren for, for the three previous seasons, we're really proud of what we do. I want as many people to see it as possible. But I can also see the argument being made by the big three, and I can see the argument being made by the guys at Altitude. I think it is just there is this rapid evolution in media and everybody's trying to keep up with it. I just want people to see my show. And at the end of the day, for all the stuff that we've seen Vic Lombardi do and Kyle Keefe do and, and Moj and everybody that's arguing, well, we, you know, don't block my altitude, don't block my abs, don't block my nugs. At the end of the day, uh, these guys, this is their job. Like, this is their career. This yeah. is their paycheck. This is their benefits. This is their family. And I want it to get resolved because there's some really damn talented people at altitude, including people that you guys have never heard of, the guys that run cameras and stuff for us on the show. And I don't want anybody in a position where their job in any way, shape, or form is in jeopardy. And that's why I want it to get done. Because there's media jobs being cut left and right in this country. And the last thing I want is something stupid like this battle over the rights fees to cost somebody a job. 
and and I just and I think like you know I was thinking about calling up Comcast and complaining. And I was just basically like, hey, I know it's nothing you can do, and and you don't really care about me, but you know whatever I was going to demand from them, but. It's both. It's it's the both both of them. It's not like you can't go. Hey, altitude, you gotta you gotta figure it out because it's not just them. Right. It's 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 the whole thing. It's a huge mess. I just I just kind of go. I I go. Oh, abs are on tonight, and then I'm think. Oh, I gotta go. Now I would never get an illegal stream, Colin. But if I was going to, I'd have to go up to my upstairs where my office is and sit down and find some illegal stream on my computer. Not gonna happen. Not for <laughs> me anyway, buddy. So. But that's the whole thing. What a pain in the ass to have to do that when I usually should just have to do it. Especially it, with two teams that are really good. Really right good. That, and and that's, that's the sad part. And I think the saddest aspect of that is we're always waiting for these transplants who came to Denver from elsewhere, root for other teams, to embrace the local teams. And that's not going to happen if they're not on TV. And I agree with you completely. It, it's just we, that's what we all want. We all just want the games to be on TV. But I will say I've been becoming more and more jaded by Altitude's play uh, to position themselves as the victim in the whole thing and as a little guy. Well, hold on, though. Yes, you're, because you're seeing that on the broadcast. I don't know how you're seeing it because you must be watching something illegal. But you're seeing it on the broadcast, and it seems – because they have, a, they have a pulpit, so why not? They're going to say it. They're going to go, hey, this is my time to, to influence people because why not? And so you're not getting the other side because if you had to listen to a, a Comcast executive whine, it'd be fucking 100 times worse. But sports and politics have to be – separate completely for me and this is bringing politics into my sports and is that's what, yes economic politics uh, okay. the, both sides are politicking and it, it, we've talked at length about uh, at least online and i've talked with uh, i've been calling in on mondays to the smile high morning show with danny williams and and how do you get a word them. in edgewise that's what it, i want to know they do talk over each yeah other. they really do um well that's usually what i ask here yeah. But I've been calling in and detailing my experience with Comcast. I first told Comcast I was leaving. Yeah. And I said, let's turn it, let's switch it off next Monday. Give me one week. I'm going to get everything else in place. I got my streaming services in place, which included PlayStation View. And then I found out PlayStation View is no longer, that they're killing it off December 31st. So that put me back in trying to find, trying to piece together all the pieces to make sure I have NFL Red Zone, NFL Network that I can watch Thursday night football, and blah, 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 and trying to piece all these pieces together. I add up all these streaming services plus the cost of high-speed internet. Next thing you know, it's the same thing as a cable bill. So finally, I the following Monday, I renegotiated everything with Comcast, got a really nice guy, went face-to-face to the office on Colorado Boulevard, and it's funny because they make the assertion publicly that Altitude doesn't have enough viewers for to justify the deal that they had, that not enough people watch enough games. But when you go in and talk to their customer service people in person, they're like, oh, yeah, Altitude, that's, that's all we've been talking about. That's all anybody wants to talk about. Everybody who walks through this front door is asking us about Altitude. So I know for a fact that carriers are affected by this because I've seen it firsthand. And I was able to renegotiate my bill down to $100 a month less than what I was paying. And all I had to do was get rid of my home phone, which is just a pain in the dick anyway. So now the bill's down. And I'm back on board with them. But... The day after I signed that deal, the following day on Tuesday, you guys announced that 
Yeah. Altitude would be on DirecTV. So now I'm in a one-year contract that I just signed the day before. I can't get on to DirecTV. No, no, fuck that. But do you think maybe, because what I've heard is people call on the phone. They're like, okay, see ya. They're like, we don't care. And then you walk in the door of the place. They're like, if you walked in here, do you mean business? And they're going to they're gonna try to hard sell you. We, we're going to take a break real quick. But Nate, what do you think is going to be the logical timeline here with it? I honestly don't know. Don't like, know? And, and I'm not playing the Hawkman card. I'm not doing any of that. I honestly don't know. Because again, this is really freaking complicated. What they're trying to negotiate. And it's not like, um, it, to, to your point, Colin, you were talking about like your, your one-year deal with, with Comcast. Like, it's, it's in both sides' interest to do a longer-term deal to have some kind of a partnership, not to say, hey, we're going to do this for, for 90 days and then we'll see. Like, that doesn't make sense for either side. So people that are a lot smarter than me that probably have legal degrees um, are, are going to figure this shit out. And I hope that they do. Because I want people to see the show. I want people to see the, the games. Um, I happen to be a DirecTV customer. I have been for a couple decades. And so when when the deal did get done, boom, I had it back at my house. Um, like that night. Like they announced it on a Wednesday. Oh, and that, that, that evening. Like not even, not everything, everything with the guide was even working. Just all of a sudden, there was Scott Hastings. I mean, it was just <laughs> boom. There he was on my television. So... I think they're going to get it worked out. I can't tell you a timeline because I honestly don't know. Nobody this is knows. really damn complicated. Um, but I hope and, people and do. to be fair, you've been in complicated situations. I mean, I don't know how many people know. He was, Nate ran, basically ran 104.3 The Fan for years right. and years and years. And so you dealt with a lot of very similar types of circumstances yeah. with personalities and contracts and sponsors and relationships. Yep. And it, it is complicated. I will do one shameless plug for the TV show. And that is for any of you that do have Comcast or Dish or whatever and don't get it. Um, obviously Brad's main employer is Yahoo. Um, and this season for the first time, we actually have a partnership with them where the show is available on demand on Yahoo. So if you pull out the, like if you use the Yahoo fantasy football app, which is the number one app used by fantasy football players in the country, um, like the show is there in the app. Like you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on the computer. Um, and we get a hell of a lot of viewers that way. And so I want him to get the deal worked out. But for any of you that did watch Brad and I and Lauren or Brad and I and Katie um, and haven't been able to see it, go to Yahoo and you can see yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say it's on Yahoo. It's, it so, is available yeah. on demand and, and it's not just snippets. Like that was what we used to have. It used to be like little yeah, clips yeah. of it. Now it is literally the entire hour show. You can watch the whole thing. That's great. God bless the internet. I love it. Um, we're going to take a break uh, and get into the second quarter already. I just blew through that, Colin. You know what that means? It's a good show. That's right. Yeah, you forget that? Did you forget after all well, this time? I, I was gonna, I was gonna play off the blue thing, like maybe you did. But oh, I, okay. I don't, I don't know. Maybe um, you blew, but I. Yeah, okay. Well, let's. Uh, we got plenty to talk about, so let's uh, take a quick break, and then we will get right back in it.
Brian, are you ready? Ready. Okay, I'm ready. John's ready. Are you recording yet? Yeah, yeah, you're good. And now, a Denver sports editorial with Brian Scoop Nemeth. Thank you, Colin. The Broncos now operates without an owner. Nobody's in charge of the Denver NFL franchise. Kind of like a F-747 in the air with a bunch of passengers, but no pilot operating the 747. Putting a whole lot of people at risk. Meaning... It's open season for John Smellway to fuck up some more for the Broncos over and over again. Shit. He hired that rapist Vance Joseph, signed the almost washed up Joe Flaccid Rain. Now, Smellway, Smellway is sending a representative to visit Colin Crapperdick. Nobody can tell John no. Not even Tranquilizer can hibernate this hungry wolf of a Broncos GM. None of Boland's shitty, spoiled, rotten kids have what it takes to be the acting owner of a $2.5 billion NFL franchise. Certainly not Johnny Blood of the City Bolin. Certainly not Ditsy Bubbly Brittany. And certainly not her cokehead older half-sister Beth Bolin Wallace. It's time for Joe Smellis to shit or get out of the little boy's room and stop bleeding the Broncos for every last penny. Fans deserve the real deal. How about swinging dick billionaire owner like Philip Anschutz or Charlie Ergen, owner of Dish Network? Or how about Richard Branson of Virgin Air? Or even better, Dallas Mavericks owner and Shark Tank panelist Mark Cuban. Put the team up for sale, then let that shitty, spoiled ass bowling kid sue the fuck out of each other. Fight over Danny's daddy's money like the useless spoiled Paris Hilton like brats that they are and turn control of the Broncos over to somebody with balls as big as the Unisphere in Flushing Meadows New York City someone with that kind of gumption to turn this whole hum NFL franchise around Pat Bolin entrusted Joe Smellis and the other members of the trust to do the right thing for A, the city of Denver, and B, the future of the Broncos. It's abundantly clear that none of the Pat Bolin's seven children have what it takes to continue the Super Bowl winning tradition that Pat started here in the Mile High City. None of his children, period either by Annabelle Bolin, who had several 
who probably had more facial surgeries than the Joker, or by his previous wife, Sally Parker. Guys? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Scoop Nemeth. Is it unfair for the Broncos to saddle Brandon Allen with the expectation he may become the next Trevor Simeon? Did Garrett Bowles spend the bye week perfecting his tackling? Does Drew Locke watch Denver's offensive line and tell the coaches, you know, maybe I'm not ready after all? Will the representative sent by the Broncos to Colin Kaepernick's workout be Johnny Bolin? Were the Houston Astros and every single other Major League Baseball team stealing signs at Coors Field in 2019? When the Nuggets host the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow evening, will Jokic put up a McDouble-double? In Serbia, did he forego the training table in favor of a trough? Does every male Nuggets fan assume that he's the only one who has a crush on Katie Wingy? If a tree falls in the forest and it's broadcast on Altitude TV, did it really happen? You guys are allowed to laugh, by the way. It's not against the rules. Oh, I forgot. I was trying to. All right, one more. Will the University of Colorado replace Ralphie with a sophomore named Sierra, the next hairiest female on campus? You have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. So you need a, you need music there. We're just gonna fall back into it. That's good. Man. Okay, that's cool. Well, usually questions. you have a song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. That's great. Um, yeah. Good stuff, Colin. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just think I think every, no one wants to step on your bit. You know. And, by laughing, <laughs> you were on a roll. They still let you go. Stepping out of bed. Ask Chris Rock. <laughs> He's okay with laughs. Okay. Okay. I mean, generally, if Chris Rock is good, if Chris Rock's okay with laughs, then I think you should be too. So now I want to cut right to the chase here, man. Okay. I want to ask. I want to ask you, uh, Nate, about Ali's about wait, not Ali's turn. <laughs> about, about Katie. So wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait. First Hush. of all, wait. Let me let me just apologize to Nate for for the last segment. <laughs> that was a, that, that got a little that 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 went a little deeper than. I thought it was going to. It so. went deep. Yeah. So, it went deep um, for sure. You mean scoop segment? Yeah, scoop yeah. segment. Yeah, yeah. Scoop so. is uh he put a lot of work into he that. He did, yeah. He, he was, put a lot he's of very, work into very that. passionate about his about he, his Broncos. He's got a new job, by the way, full time job. Oh, yeah? Very happy for him. Congratulations, Scoop. Look, I get, you, I get passionate about what is right and what is wrong about that franchise too. So, you know, I, I may not go to the same lengths that Scoop just did, but uh, there's a lot of things that are right and there's a lot of shit that's messed up. Oh, and yeah. I think that can be said for a lot of teams in this town, but uh, the Broncos need help. Oh, I tend to agree with what scoop said. Um, they've, they've got, a, they've got to have a new owner and it's not in that family. Well, look, Ronnie, I really don't think it is. Ronnie K from, from mile high sports. Um, every, every game day, every Sunday before the Broncos get ready to play, he sends out this tweet. That's like, what questions do you want to have answered? Uh, before the game and I think for like five games in a row I've retweeted it and said who's in charge who's the ownership who's in charge who's who is responsible for holding somebody accountable that's what I want to know because that is true of every team that is true of every business that is true of you as a parent with your kids somebody has to be accountable for what goes right and what goes wrong and right now I am not convinced that that is the case over at Dove Valley 
I think you're right because I think there's like there's they make decisions go okay we're gonna have this player or this person's gonna we're gonna do we're gonna go this direction but then when the shit hits the fan kind of like I was like whoa I'm not exactly in charge I'll uh, give you the best example I can think of Brandon Allen who nobody's ever heard of comes out and runs the offense Scangarello's offense better than Joe Flacco could. They paid Joe Flacco a whole lot of money. To and then restructured it. And, yeah. And restructured <laughs> it to come in here and try to run an offense that he's not capable of running because he's old and slow. And this is an offense that counts on the quarterback being able to run the bootleg. Very fundamental. Very, very basic thing. You've got to be able to run the boot to run Scangarello's offense. Joe Flacco can't. They bring in a nobody, nobody's ever heard of, that they found in the back of the sock drawer, and he can do it. I literally didn't know who he was. I had I literally no, I, didn't know I, who I had he no was. idea he yeah. was on the team. I don't think he was there during the preseason, was he? I don't I don't know if he was. No one they knows. Brought him in, they brought him in late. Okay, brought yeah, him in I, late. No one has any idea. And and at, at the at the risk of alienating anyone, it has this the stink of that like I've known a few people like this. They're kind of Republicans. They think, let's just throw some money at it, the problem will go away. And it and it doesn't ever go away. They just create more problems with it. And I'm I'm kind of saying Elway and Joe Ellis being being the big Republicans that they are. They kind of think, oh, it's too big to fail, right? It's just the wrong. We can just we can we can make it work. It's not working. Your point about Joe Flacco, like, oh, just pay Joe Flacco a bunch of money. He'll save the day. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. They have this tendency to kind of like just be like, well, if we just if we just do this, it'll 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 happen, and and we'll we'll get our way. Oh, we'll, they're gonna win now and for now from now on. Well, that there's wor- never a downtime. That thing is that worked for them because they were like. Bring in Peyton Manning. What could go wrong? Oh, it's Peyton Manning. I guess I guess not much could go wrong, right? He's Peyton Manning. But that attitude when you don't have Peyton Manning to bring in doesn't fucking work. Well, and you know my feeling on that, and I've said it for years. Peyton Manning rode this organization yeah, to but, a Super Bowl but still, title. Peyton Manning, yeah. even an unhealthy Peyton Manning, is still better than what they've had. Since He's 100,000 so, yeah. times smarter. And anybody that's ever done a, a, a show with me understands that I am the dog from Up. I am like, squirrel! And so you were going to ask me a question, and I completely sidetracked. No, I, well, Sorry no, about but that. No, I Speaking sidetracked. of people who do shows with you, yes. tell me about Katie no, Hold on, though. Hold on, though. <laughs> We can get to Katie. You're going to kick Katie Winchy down the road? Yeah, why not? Because oh, everyone's every, kicking everyone's, Katie to the curb. No, right everyone's now? more excited to see Colin's reaction to you t- talking about Katie Winchy than um, I was going to say. You turned the camera on, by the way. I this know, is. I know. This is. Yeah, uh, I'm a little worried about what's going to happen now. Well, you know, it depends how juicy the talk gets when when we turn the mics off. That that's you know we'll decide. Maybe we'll go. You know what? Maybe we don't need the video portion. Might need to, might need to mute that. I was going to say, and and this is why I want to. I want to kick the can down the road um you were saying oh i i uh you know i i you know i care about this team a lot the broncos but did you grow up here no but here's the story so let's um, hear your story because i don't think i know because i know you went to you went to i'm an oregon or- state grad oregon state yep. i was gonna say oregon i didn't want to offend you no 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 and i'll punch you in the face okay, I, saw, um, I don't i don't know about these college i'm not things. i'm not kidding i i hate everything about the university of oregon i hate the ducks i hate i hate everything about that town wow. um where's oregon state at corvallis um no, here's the thing my wife makes fun of me my wife is a ku my, my wife's a jayhawk my wife is a ku grad hates hates missouri hates i mean right and she makes fun of me she goes i have never seen anybody with the white hot 
passion of hate that wow. you have for the University of Oregon. I said, yeah, but when you can get from one football stadium to the other in less than an hour, like there's a reason Duke and North Carolina have that rivalry, and it's not just because they have been good for so long. It's because you can basically smack your driver with a golf ball and hit the other one. Like for for decades, Oregon and Oregon State both sucked. And so the only game that mattered, like there were coaches that could keep their job as long as you could win the Civil War at the end of the year, okay? That's why I hate that university so much. My sister, who's 13 years younger than I am, my sister was accepted at the University of Oregon, and I remember she was with some friends. She was talking about the school she'd been accepted at, and she mentioned Oregon, and I said, if you go there, I'll kill you. And she looked at her her best friend from high school and went, he's not kidding. Okay, that's how much I hate I hate the University of Oregon. So um, I was born in Nebraska, but I, I left when I was like three. I, I grew up in Oregon. I grew up in Corvallis. Um, my dad was the associate by the time he by the time he retired, which was two years ago. He was the associate dean of engineering at Oregon State. My dad was the second in command for for the College of Engineering. Um, and so I grew up there. Um, I moved around a, a lot as a kid. Went to Texas while my dad was getting um, was going back to school, getting his PhD, all that, and then wound up going back to Corvallis. I graduated from there. I stayed there. I went to Oregon State. I started in radio when I was sixteen. As we're recording this this week is I have been doing some form of radio or television in my life for 29 years. Wow. I tell everybody, I got lucky. I was 16 years old and knew what I wanted to do. Like the first time I walked into a radio station, I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Um, I just had fun. I worked from midnight to 8 a.m. on Friday and Saturday nights at um, this little AM and FM station in Corvallis. And I used to joke that the only reason my parents let me do that is because at least then they knew where I was and they knew I wasn't out getting in trouble. Uh, they could, because they could listen I, in. Because they could, they could listen in and hear me doing like a weather forecast at 1.30 in the morning, right, on this little AM talk station. Um, and so I, you asked me about being a Broncos fan. So my mom was a huge John Elway fan. So my dad enjoys sports. My mom is the crazy psycho one. Like my mom is the one that cusses and throws shit at the television when things aren't going right. Um, If my mom and I are not in the same room and the Broncos are playing and and other teams that we both root for, like my phone will blow up. Like she will send me stuff like, what was that shit? Like that was a terrible call. What are they doing? So I get, I get a lot of it from my mom. Well, my mom was an Elway fan. So living in Oregon, living in Oregon. Okay. My mom was like, I like Elway. And so she liked the Broncos. Um, I grew up, um, there is only one sports interview I have done in my career where I can tell you that I was like choked up, didn't know exactly what to do, and that was Jerry Rice. I grew up just like thinking he was the coolest shit I'd ever seen. And so I had the Niners and I had the Broncos. And so when I had the chance to come here to, to take the job at the fan back in 2010, I loved it because it was like it brought me back full circle to rooting for a team that I'd always I'd kept rooting for the whole time sure. because I'd grown up rooting for them. Um, but to actually be here and cover it and to be around the players and, you know, to like have a reason to, you know, to grab a shirt or a sweatshirt or something like that, I thought was really cool. So coming here, I was already a fan of the team because of my mom. And that's how um, that's why I say I tell everybody I this makes me different than a lot of folks that are on radio on television. I don't really care. I am a fan first and a host second. And I fully admit that I am a Homer. Um, I don't care that I'm a Homer. 
Um, I get called that when I do guest spots on other radio shows around the country or whatever to talk about the Broncos. I am a damn homer, and I'm proud of it, and I don't care. You're a fanalist. I am. James Merrillat said a very similar thing when he was in. It was like, if you aren't passionate about it, why are you in the business? And it's why, like, if you if you listen to me on the air, every now and then, I I mean, I get on these, like, I'm yelling rants, and that's not an act. It is because I am legitimately pissed off about something that's going on with a team that I care about. And so whether it is the the ownership question marks, whether it is bad play calling, whether like I even get to the point where there's, you know, sometimes where you go to the stadium and you're like, man, this could be so much better or you could change this experience or you could like we need to find a way to spend some money to upgrade this because the fan experience should be better. Like Why I look is at there it that only way. one mini donuts booth in the <laughs> whole place. Right. So, like, for me, in I have been here now. This is my 10th season of being here and covering the Broncos. I have, I have seen a grand total of one game in the press box, and it's because I can't do it. I can't sit you're still. Gonna, you're you're going to cheer. I am. I'm going to be the guy that gets escorted out of the press <laughs> box because I can't help it. Would they escort someone out for, for going crazy? I've seen somebody get escorted really? out of a press box before. Yes, I have. Wow. It was actually at Oregon State. I saw somebody get escorted out because they basically were cheering, if you will. Um, it was essentially that. And the SID came and like they were like, you got to go. You can't do that in the press box. That's You're not allowed to do that. Um, and so that's why I can't watch the games. Um, I've got season tickets. I'm up, I'm up top. I'm up in Section 501. Um, and I cannot watch it in the press box. I have to be in the seats. I've got to have a beer in my hand. I've got to be cheering. I've got to be cussing about the plays. I've got to be high-fiving the people next to me. That's just me. I am, a, you, you said it, a, a fanalist. Um, but I'm biased. I'm a homer. I'm sorry. That's fine. I, I like don't give that. a shit. No, I'm like, I'm, if you don't like it, that's fine. Listen to something else. No, I like that. And I think that, you know, I think as long as you know that going in, when you're listening to somebody, let's say they're a Steelers fan, you're like, I know this guy's a Steelers fan, but yeah. as long as you go in knowing that, then you can, then you can kind of say, okay, I understand. Um, and so you're allowed, I don't care. Take what I say with a grain of salt. Take what I say on Twitter with a grain of salt. Understand that. I care more about seeing my team win. That's why, like, I hate people that talk about tanking for draft picks and stuff like that. I will never root for my team to lose, ever. No, no, I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. It's not. It's not in my blood. I can't do it unless they're really bad. And then go ahead, and then just then. Well, just yeah. If you're zero and fifteen, <laughs> and it's yeah, a matter ahead. of hitting that last, yeah, 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 that last number on the roulette wheel yeah, yeah. to be able to, be, yeah, okay, then I'll do it. Well, I always <laughs> felt the same way until the Philadelphia 76ers came along, and the process. And and I kind of went. Oh, I kind of get that. Well, the Astros did it. Yeah, the Astros did. I mean, it too. the Astros were a hot pile of dog shit for a while. The and Astros now look what they're were doing. worse than the Rockies at one point, if you can believe that. Oh my so, God. and they uh, were worse for like it wasn't just one season for like three seasons. Right. It's not like Houston fans went through this for one year no, and then suddenly like, they were on top of it the was mountain. Like Twenty well, years. I, you might remember Sports Illustrated or one of the other magazines yep. had a cover. It was that SI. Said, it was SI, and they said. Introduce that here's your 2017 yes. uh, World Series champions, and it turned out to be exactly well. Right. And then they they, we it. found out they cheated, so that's a whole different story too. Uh, um, we're not cheating. You're not. Trying. <laughs> that's true. We got to we got to get in the second half, but I'm glad to know that you actually grew up in the town of the college 
and you have uh, your, you know, your family is involved with the college because a lot of people are like, they're like, yeah, I love my South Carolina, whatever. And they have never been there. They have no connection to it. And I don't get it. I, I don't, I'm not into college, but I get it. If you, if you have a tie to it, if you have a connection, I totally understand that it's not my thing, but I just don't get people who are like, they have no connection to Georgia. Yet they're just like, right, they're, they're like, they're I fans. love my Bulldogs. Love yeah. my Bulldogs, man. You know, I don't I don't get that. I'm like, like, how can you get into this team? You have no connection to the community. Nothing like well, that. Well, like you guys know what the weather is like in Oregon, right? I mean, it rains all the time. Sure. It's all that. Like football season there sucks, okay? I've sat in those stands from the time I was a kid um, to being a student. I have sat in those stands when it's 40 degrees and it's pissing rain <laughs> And your team is losing like 35 to seven. Remember, Oregon State set the record for the most consecutive losing seasons by a college football team. And then they just kept breaking their own record. I mean, it lasted for for 30 years, I think, is the overall number. The last scoreless tie in college football was the Oregon-Oregon State game, Civil War, 1983. <laughs> I was there! And it was the... I mean, you're just... You're sitting there, like, looking at your parents, like... Some kids would, probably would have been like, what the are we doing here? And I wanted to be there. That was my team. Now, nowadays, they would get a camera on you and film your sad face. And you oh, look at this kid. Look at this yeah. poor kid. He'd be a meme. Next <laughs> well, he'd be a I, meme. Then you're on Ellen. Yeah, Suddenly, I, you're famous. Yeah. I'd be okay with That's that right, right yeah. now. I got to be well, honest I, with you. I appreciate your passion. I have an issue Thank with, you, with that. I think I, as long, long as you have a tie to it, I, I, you know, I totally get it. So let's get into the second half. And uh, we'll maybe we'll do a little sports. Scooped it a little early, but that's cool. We could we could do a little sports. So, are you ever going to let him ask me about Katie, or are you just going to keep pushing this? It's, it's, keep pushing. It's, it's it? what everybody wants. They want to see Colin. They want to see Colin like salivating as he's. Well, Kavner's uh, got babies now. It's got to be weird. Oh, uh, so he's moved on. What a, what a mom doesn't and mom doesn't do it for you. Come on, buddy. Let's be fair here. So he likes all the ladies in the in the the Denver broadcasting scene. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. That's what this means, <laughs> right? Three, two. Hey, everybody. Visit Sobo Liquors on South Broadway right there at Evans. Tell the man, Mark Rycroft, that we said hello. They are proud to be a sponsor of the show, and we're proud to have Mark Rycroft and South Broadway Liquors as a sponsor. Beautiful selection of microbrews, wines, and liquors, and a drive through window. Very convenient and... If you stop by, you might get to meet the great Mark Rycroft. And when you do, please tell him the South Stand sent you. Sports!
my favorite part. Is it? Sports! 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a different version. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's good. It's got a little different. It's kind version. of a Trans-Siberian orchestra. It is. Going yeah. On. Yeah. It's um it's it's quite the tune. I always thought that would just make a great intro to any sports radio show. I thought that'd be just a, the fantastic thing to to bring your bring your show into. And by the way, I call them the the uh, gender fluid Siberian orchestra. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's good, that's good. Okay. Um, yeah, sports, sports, great stuff. Um, we got a lot. Uh, we we were talking about a lot of stuff, and I know we 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 were talking about some college college football. I know Colin's a big college football fan. He's enjoying. I saw you were tweeting about enjoying college football <laughs> this Saturday. I don't enjoy uh, college football. I enjoy people watching people on Twitter talk about college. They football. really love it. They during love the it. Alabama LSU game, I was working and I was watching the scroll come through, and we were actually pretty busy, so I didn't get to watch a whole lot. But man, people were. People were really passionate about that game. People are really passionate about that sport. I personally, not so much. I didn't go to college. I don't have any really a dog in that in that hunt. But on Saturdays, sometimes I'm a little, little let, jealous. Let me tell you this: the last college football game I ever went to was uh, Notre Dame at uh, at Air Force. A couple, I don't know, maybe ten years ago, whenever it was, and. Um, I you know I went to the 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 Avs outdoor game at Coors Field, which was phenomenal, great time. I went with you to that. You did, and so when they announced that they were going to do the next one at the Air Force Academy, I was like, "Hell no!" Because that is a nightmare to get out of that place. Yes, it is. Is that's it? A, that's is a, that, it's, it's a tough spot. Is that to accurate? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's accurate. It it was terrible because went down there, and of course, you know, we're drinking ton of beer, and then you 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 get, and you're all of a sudden just in stuck in traffic, and uh, going down, we were stuck in traffic. People were peeing in bottles the whole the whole way. It was a nightmare. We just had to like just stop and wait for everyone to clear out. Um, so. I'm not going to go to the outdoor. There's no way I'm going to go to that outdoor game just it's because a, it, of that. It is a tough spot to be able to do. I mean, it's it's, it's a great spot to see great a game because the, the pageantry and everything that goes with it is really freaking cool. But it, it is a tough spot to get in and out of. I mean, it's just not designed for that. I mean, it's, it's a damn Air Force Academy for crying out loud. There's it's like, not a football. There's it's like not designed two, for like a big like, football yeah, crowd. It's for two ways in. There's like one or two ways in because you don't want just anybody to be able to roll in there, right? No, and, exactly. And it's like, it's like horrific to get out of there. So I... I proclaimed that if anyone wants to take me to the game, I have to be helicoptered in and out, <laughs> or a glider. Or, anyway, anyway <laughs> those gliders I mean, are cool. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, there's an airstrip there. They 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 teach the guys there's, how to fly. It's the Air Force Academy. There's, yeah, there's <laughs> several airstrips. Yeah, so, so we could, you know, if you got a little uh, light plane that maybe you can go and then take me back to Centennial, I'm all good with it. So if anyone wants to go, that's that's I think what. If I'm, a light plane gets close to there, you're getting shot down, John. <laughs> well, you know, it'd be it'd be it'd be approved, right? It'd okay, be a, it'd be got approved. It. You know, if they they would be approved for the thing, you know, because there's got to be somebody landing there right there's there's like you know the people doing the game or the tv crews and stuff they somebody's got to like be able to fly in right parachute in the puck in the puck uh that'd be great then i can fly i jump out of the plane and bring that in that'd be awesome i'll bet they'll do that hey whatever i went to a game at memorial stadium in lincoln once and that was a couple of years ago that was pretty impressive pretty impressive scene I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. I'm cool with it, and and I've and I've I've now refrained from complaining about college football because obviously one nobody cares. 
what I think. And two, it's like, well, well, why, why bother? Because it, whatever somebody's into, it's not my thing, but I can understand why people are into it. Now that I've, I've heard Nate's story, I can understand why he's such a passionate college football fan. But I'm passionate about certain things, right? I mean, that's the thing about college football. If you don't have some kind of a connection, one of two things happens. You either don't give a shit or you make up a connection. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm a Buckeyes fan. Like, have you ever been to Ohio? No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, there's people out there like that. So you either make it up or you just say, I don't care. I'm going to root for this sport instead. Oh, there's weird like Avs bloggers that like don't, they live in like Canada and they like, they, they are, they cover the avalanche from wherever in Canada and they have no connection to this city whatsoever. And they're, but they're all about it. And they'll tell you, they'll tell you what you need to know. And you're like, you're like, dude, I can like go walk over to the actual stadium and you are like 3,000 miles away. I don't understand the connection. It's like here. everybody at Mile High Report that all the Broncos bloggers are like from Southern California boggles the mind. Speaking of boggling the okay. mind, though, are you really 10 and 0? Yes. Oh, my God. In the South Stands. You're 10-0. In, in the South Stands. And that is a, not an easy league. <laughs> Nate, either. Nate, listen, no. listen. Finally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the recognition I deserve. Nate, as the, yes. as the resident fantasy expert here, you are, you, are a, you are a bona fide fantasy expert. You have your own show, for Christ's sakes. Tell me, in a very competitive league, very competitive. Very competitively. Very, you were at the draft. I know, was at the very draft. Very strong players. Uh, one of them is a fantasy writer. She's a fantasy writer. She knows tons about it. Even Bronco Jeff's in that league. Ten and zero. That's not bad, right? Ten and zero is good regardless of what league you're in. I mean, I don't, I don't give a crap. You go ten and zero, you're doing something right. Thank you. Even even if you get lucky a couple of times, whatever, it still it doesn't change the fact that you're ten and zero. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. I, I'm I, look, not I afraid do, to shower praise upon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I almost had you. <laughs> almost. He almost did have me a couple weeks ago. It was it was it was a close one, but in fantasy um, football or <laughs> yeah, either way, yeah, either way. No, it's um, it's 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 quite an accomplishment, and I've been shoving it down everyone's throat. As I you, can tell, as you should do, as you should do, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, right? If you were ten and zero, you'd be you'd be you shoved. Have, you have to. Those opportunities don't come around. I was told. I was told by another league mate who might may or may not be on here criticizing my hair that if he was 10 and 0 he'd be far more obnoxious about it than i was and i've been pretty obnoxious about it because no, so. look in fantasy things can change real quick so oh, yeah. you got to be careful like it's okay to pat yourself on the back if you get too outrageous then then you're gonna have a problem well you're definitely heading for disaster in the playoffs you know that's how these things i work know out. exactly no no here's the thing i know that i'm headed for trouble so i'm gonna i'm enjoying the ride while yeah they're the, you're the 18 and 1 patriots is oh, what you're Saying, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get to the playoffs and I'm gonna get smoked by some chump. I entered and- I entered week ten at four and six in four of four leagues. And I won one of the one of the four. So yeah, I'm in I'm in I'm in I'm in here's bad. what I would tell everybody that plays fantasy, and I can summarize fantasy by giving you this number. One of the leagues that I am in, I am two and eight. And I have a damn television show for crying out loud. Like sometimes the luck just well, that's doesn't right. you hit you me. right. You beat me in the I know. 10. I did. Yeah, I beat you, you, you in the league that me. we're in. No, I was four but and it, five going into that week. It, if, if I go five and five, I've got a chance. But it happens. I mean, I have a league I'm in. I'm two and eight. I am dead last. But it's because I've just had weird luck yeah. in this. 
I had a league that, like, in this particular league, if you can score 120 points, you're going to win. I scored 150 and lost. <laughs> like, that's the crap yeah, yeah. I've been running into this. It was it was the week that Chase Edmonds went off and my opponent had Chase Edmonds. I mean, it's just, nobody cares about your, your fantasy team. I don't oh, want to so bog this down. Oh, I, do. So I don't want to bog well, this down. No, no, but, but yeah, I but, say but, that because in the league that Brad and I do together, I, there two years ago, three years ago, Brad came in dead last. I mean, it just, it happens to you sometimes. How do you guys do, obviously people give you shit about that. Oh, hell yeah. So, so how do you, how do you rectify it? Is it like, is it, hey, look, so-and-so and so-and-so were hurt. I had this, or is it just no, like, that, it's, them's it's the breaks. dumb damn luck. Look, playing fantasy is, in my opinion, is no different than sports betting, okay? If you're right 55% of the time, you're doing pretty good, right? I mean, sure. If if you could hit the roulette wheel fifty five percent of the time, you'd be pretty damn happy. So, look, sometimes you're going to miss. It happens to us on the show all the time. The difference, I think, with what Brad and I do on the TV show and what we do in social media from some of our counterparts that work for other networks or other sites or things like that is, I have absolutely no problem going. Yep, I screwed up. That was a bad pick. And I think there's some other people, John, that do what you talked about. Like, well, but this happened and this. No. <sighs> I've had you just I've missed. had picks where I've gone, damn it, that was stupid. And it just happens. It just everybody takes this crap way too seriously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Way because, too seriously. Because then they I see people like like going after like fantasy analysts on and you're going, You told me to be this blah blah blah. It's like, hey, look, you're the one that makes the final decision. You didn't have to fucking you didn't have yeah. to play that guy. And I just I listened to this um this really good fantasy hockey podcast, and these guys were like, Well, you know, and these guys are really good. They they know their shit. Right. And I heard them going, and I must have listened a day like a day later or something, or maybe like like later in the day, and they were like talking about, you know, the the guy who's the goalie for the Ottawa Senators right now, he's he's playing really well, and you know, you might wanna you might wanna check him out. That dude just got lit up that night, just hardcore. Right. And so those guys had to go. Sorry, yeah, you know, sorry, it's, like, it. it's like, what are you going to do? It's like so. I tell people all the time, like there are some picks I've made that are really stupid. And guess what? A week ago, I told people like, hey, by the way, this might be the week. And then I'm talking <laughs> about week ten. This might be the week that Kyle Rudolph shows up again, just based on what's going on with Minnesota. Look what happened in the game against Dallas, yep. right? So two touchdowns, right? Like just sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. Oh, but yeah. Brad and I are proud of because if you go back and look at the four years of the show and brad's been doing this for a long time just like i have it's we are right more often than we're wrong but it's not like we're right 85 percent of the time i mean there's not a there's not a fantasy guy in the country that is right 85 percent of the time the trick is to be 55 60 percent or better and hopefully if you play dfs you're cashing in or if you're in a, a season-long league you're making money off your buddies you know you, you bring up dfs i i have finally ruled it out I, I i i still i've got a few dollars left in my DraftKings account and i'll dribble away a little bit at nba mm -hmm. but one thing i've learned about dfs is you've got to form a league and play with your friends which is if, what I do on FanDuel. Yeah. If, if you try to play with these guys who are doing it full time, literally full time, they, you've got no chance. You have to. Do you have to enter it knowing that you're going? You're not. You're going, going to, be to lose to your money. It. And you. Yeah. But but you have to be like you know what? Maybe I can hit it. Maybe you know you. But you can't go crazy on it. People who are going nuts on it and going up against those dudes, losing their ass. I took first place in a one dollar tournament in NBA one time. First place. I would love that. I, I won $700. It was awesome. $1, and there were a bunch of bunch of entries. And this has been four or five years ago. I mean, it's been a long time ago. Yeah. And I feel like I got a little better edge in NBA than I do with NFL. But there, there are guys that take 
and they structure, they're going to build a lineup around this guy, this guy, this guy, and then they have an algorithm that autofills all those other positions. It shifts it and, this and, much yeah. for these entries. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I don't and have they, time and, for that. And they nope. enter thousands and thousands of times. And neither do I. I don't, I don't do that. No, but you, I will tell you, like my biggest win um, was when they still did college football. Um, I won three grand in a tournament one wow. night. Um, that's the biggest win I've had was with college football. Um, but John, you were talking about fantasy hockey. I make, I have made, I've, I've profited more in DFS hockey than in DFS football. And for me, it's NBA. I'd say that's true too, but I've also played a lot more hockey too than I have football. So I don't know, maybe that, maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because I really enjoy, I really enjoy hockey. Like football is my number one. Hockey is my number two. Those are my two favorites. Hockey's great for it. And I know you've brought this up. uh, NBA and hockey are truly daily sports too, where you can go like, Hey, nine games tonight. I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. next night. Oh, there's, you know, there's only seven, but it's a truly daily thing. You can play it. You can play it each day. It's really good. I I really enjoy it. It's fun. to. And the roster sizes are so much more manageable than say MLB or NFL where, you know, I mean, you know, there's there's four guys on a given team who play wide receiver, and they they could all be the hot guy that night. On an NBA roster, you you pretty much know like hockey is the same way. You know this, you know these guys are going to be playing. Then for, for hockey a, has a lot of law of averages. Yeah, if a guy has a down game, two nights later he may score a goal and an assist yep. and have six shots and two blocks. And I mean, you know, it's it's a law of averages. Well, let me ask you this, and then we'll take our our final break. You know, in the fourth quarter. Are you going to ask me about Katie? No, no, I'm not. Actually, hey, how's how's Katie like? Um, what isn't it? Isn't it awesome though? This is when you were talking about Brad, and I was like, isn't it awesome that there's people who can like be fantasy analysts for a living? Isn't that fucking awesome? I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I think. I mean, look, Brad will tell you this. Brad's one of my favorite human beings. I've known Brad for over a decade, um, and he lives here. Right? He lives okay. here. He lives here. Um, Brad is one of my favorite people, and what I like about Brad is the fact, look, Brad went to school to be, uh, he studied to be a meteorologist. He was going to be like a TV meteorologist. Brad was a high school history teacher Hmm. and decided that this was what he wanted to do. Um, He's a good writer. If you guys follow him on Yahoo, he's a good writer. He has fun. He's got an infectious personality. The stuff that you see on the show, that's how he is 24-7. Like all that energy and stuff that you see from him, the videos he does for Yahoo, the stuff he does for Fantasy Football Hour, like that's legit. Like that's who he is. He's just this high energy, passionate guy that loves what he does. um, And it makes it fun to work with him. I tell her, look, I enjoy what I do on the TV show. I'm on that show because Brad came to me four and a half years ago and said, Hey, I've got this idea for a TV show and I can't do it by myself. And I was like, I'll, you know, I'll be your Huckleberry, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. sure. I, I'm in, I'll be your punching bag. Um, and we have a good time with it because he has, his knowledge is ridiculous. The stuff that exists next to the, like agave and tequila in the back of his brain um, is it's amazing to me the knowledge that he can store in that brain of his. He is so much fun to work with. Um, and by the way, his little uh, tequila Thursday, that's real. 
I've participated in that and my liver still hasn't forgiven me for it. So <laughs> well, we were just talking about tequila and mezcal before you arrived. So I think that would, uh, that oh, would be appropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's good Brad's, stuff. Uh, yeah. My body still hasn't forgiven me for that <laughs> shit. No, I just love it. I think it's great that there's so many, and I, and I know what, you know, I, I maybe not personally, but I, all these guys that I follow that I listen to, and it's like, this is so awesome that you guys can have a job doing that and there's an audience for it. And I just think it's great. So Brad's, I dig it. Brad's great. And, and Brad's a lot like me. Brad takes his job seriously. He doesn't take himself seriously. And that's what I think makes him really good. Colin, that's what I love about you too. Exact same thing. I don't take anything seriously. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll get into the fourth quarter and we'll bring it home. And maybe we'll have some whingy talk. Maybe, just maybe, we'll have some whingy talk. We'll see how it goes. We'll be right back. Some call me high hand and some call me low hand, but I'm holding what I am, the wheel. Cause I'm panhandling, manhandling, post holding, high rolling, dust bowling, man. And I ain't got no blood veins, just got them four lanes of heart. Sometimes it's hard to keep on top of the world headlines, and that's why we like to deliver this feature called Headlines to Yardlines. A two-year-old girl was killed Monday in Toronto when an air conditioning unit fell from an eighth-floor window and landed on the child. Also, Philip Rivers has been falling off lately, which is crushing Keenan Allen's fantasy value. Afghanistan is to unconditionally release three high-ranking Taliban prisoners in exchange for two American University professors who were kidnapped three years ago. And don't forget that your league's trade deadline is also looming. An American World War II submarine with 80 souls on board that was missing for 75 years was found on the ocean off of Okinawa, Japan. And it's also important for you to keep scouring the waiver wire, searching for bodies as you endure the bi-week gauntlet. Ouch. <laughs> One Swiss and three Mexican tourists were among eight people injured in a knife attack in the Jordanian city of Jarash on Wednesday. And why not take a stab at Tampa Bay running back Ronald Jones, who football guys ranks at RB15 in week 11. And they're wrong. The mayor of Venice, Italy is blaming climate change for the city's worst flooding in nearly 50 years. And if your fantasy team is completely underwater due to Baker Mayfield's poor performance, you may consider soaking up Jameis Winston or Ryan Findlay from your waiver wire. Ooh, ouch. That's, ouch. That's headlines to yardlines. Seems like most of your headlines involved dead people. <laughs> it's yeah, kinda, they usually do. It's kind of a theme, theme yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah, okay. Now, I thought when, when you had, like, you know, the they had the thing about Philip Rivers, I thought, like, something about his kids, you know, not that they're dead, not dead or anything, but, like, something about kids. I thought you were going to go they're, with the kids. They're thing. very much alive. Yeah, very much alive. All of um, them. All of them. <laughs> very much alive. 
Well, it's kind of like, I mean, right now, Chris Harris Jr. and his wife, Leah, are one away from having their own WNBA team. I mean, he's got <laughs> really? four girls now. Four. Wow. Holy she shit. She just had their fourth last week. And I said this on Twitter, but do you understand the calculus involved to have your daughter born during the bye week? That is pretty That amazing. is some serious, I mean, you had to sit down with a calendar, plot things <laughs> out. Like, that's tough to do. That's like timing that 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 ejaculation down to the minute i think i think if you he's want to a, if you want to get graphic he's a pro he's he is he a pro. Yeah, that is why he is agent, pff but, rated the way he is that's right <laughs> that's right um what do we got you got some music you playing some music here what's going on jeff looks confused jeff looks confused. okay that's good what's what's the music for well see we're gonna bring that in as a read and then have oh okay i got you so Sorry. You know, I can't. I, you're, you're probably not showing up. I don't know up. how to shut up. Um, I get paid to talk for that's a right. He's just, Sorry. Yeah, no, so you're good. You're good. Along. That's why you're here, to talk. I don't know if that's uh, if you'd understood that. But I feel bad. I mean, let you guys talk. I don't feel bad. This is how this goes. This is very loose. It's always very loose. Loose is loose is the, the, uh, the order of the day in this place. Um, Colin. I know that you've been dying to get to your Katie Wingy segment. What she really and we're like. gonna wait just five more minutes because I gotta <laughs> talk to Nate about something else. No, oh, what's Wingy like? I'm, here's, here's hold on, wait. Now listen, listen. You gotta understand. You gotta understand about Colin. He he sees these ladies on TV. He he wow. imagines these these relationships he has with them, uh, platonic, obviously platonic. You know, um, and then he and then he then he has these all these like uh, kind of scenarios that he's developed in his brain. So he's had them with Kavnar. He had a what we used to call a Kavnarian response every time she came on TV. And wow. um, and you know, uh, Lauren Gardner. He was he was always like fine over. She's Lauren. the most beautiful woman in the Lauren, world. Lauren's awesome, and Lauren's been on here was on here twice, long time ago, before she became really famous. So um, she'd never dare to come on here again. But Colin was, you know, all about Lauren Gardner. And um, and then the one poor girl who did the Nuggets games, he used to, he used to just lambaste her all the time. Um, what was that girl's name? A- Allie. Allie Sturm. Yeah, poor Allie Sturm. So... Um, he 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 likes the lady. He likes the lady broadcasters. He has a lot of respect for him. Um, he promotes them. He he's all about them. So without further ado, Nate, can you tell Colin all about Katie Wingy? Katie kicks ass. Um, I really enjoy Katie, and because look, Brad and I did the show for three years with Lauren. Uh, there's a reason that Lauren is now national. Um, She's awesome. And it, it and look, I understand. Lauren is beautiful. Lauren's also ridiculously talented. And cool as shit, She's too. really cool. She's super laid super back. Cool. I mean, you'd never know, talking to her, that she's no. one of the most beautiful women you could ever lay eyes on. She is... Um, Lauren is fantastic. Absolutely love LG. Um, and so, obviously, for Brad and I, I mean, you do three years with the same person doing the show, and it came like, okay, Lauren's got this opportunity, and DAZN, and NHL Network, and, and all of that. And it was like, okay, well, we got to keep doing the show. And um, Ken Miller, who is the executive producer, um, VP over there at Altitude, Kenny's got a great eye for talent. Kenny's really, really good at spotting good talent. And I remember we were at an event, and Kenny came to Brad and I, and he was like, okay, well, what are you guys thinking? 
And I didn't say anything, but in all honesty, I thought, okay, I've, I've seen Katie. I've, I've watched what she's, she's done. I've met her. Um, and I thought she was a good opportunity to replace LG. And Kenny said, well, I'm, I'm thinking maybe Katie Winchy. And I said, I think we can do that. And Brad said, yeah, absolutely. And here's what's, here's, what's really cool. I, there are, I have met female sports broadcasters and no, I'm not going to name them. I have met female sports broadcasters who are only in the position because of how they look on camera. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. There are a few of them in the industry, and no, I am not going to name names. No, but they're not, and they're not knowledgeable sport. They don't know anything about sports, kind of thing. Well, or they rely really heavily on how they look on camera, and therefore maybe the maybe the effort and things that are put into the production are not there. Sure, LG was not that person. That's why she's national right now. LG busted her ass, and Katie is the same way. Katie knows what she's doing. Um, the best thing that I can say about what Lauren did and what Katie does now is look, Brad and I study this stuff. It's our job to be able to sit there for an hour and provide as much information to fantasy owners as possible. Brad and I don't have to feed information or tell Katie what to say or tell Lauren like they studied it themselves. Hey, here's, I want to bring up this. Hey, this guy did this last week in his game, and I think he can do it again this upcoming week. We're not writing anything. We're not, like, people don't understand. That entire show that Brad and I do, there is no teleprompter. There is no nothing. That's that's he and I ad-libbing everything that we do, and the same thing with Lauren and the same thing with Katie. And so what I can tell you about Katie is that she's a hell of a lot of fun, she can hold her own. She can flick Brad and I just as much crap as we can flick at her. Um, and she comes into every single broadcast that we do ready to go and ready to hold her own and ready to argue with us about players and all of that. I'm obviously not a part of she and Vic and Chris and Scotty and 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 uh, Dempsey on the Nuggets broadcasts, but I can tell you that what I experience Every single week on Wednesdays when we put that show together, she's got to be absolutely knocking it out of the park for what she's doing with the Nuggets in terms of being prepared every single week. She, You see her on social media. She's funny. She has a good time. I make fun of her with her caps lock that she does all the time uh, on Twitter. It, Katie That's an is, NBA Twitter thing. Yeah, Katie is fantastic. And look... Brad and I had a great time for three years doing that show with Lauren, and it was easy for us to be a little bit apprehensive about somebody else coming in. It took, we had a production meeting for the show back in July um, before we, and we didn't start till mid August, but we got together, talked about what we wanted to do on the show. It took maybe 15 minutes of that production meeting for Brad and I to look at each other and go, oh yeah, we got the right person. She's your friend. She is. She's your friend that when you're watching the game, she's your friend whether you've ever met her or not. Um, I mean, Colin's she, drooling. I, she comes a, no, wipe his mouth. She's cool. Yeah. She comes across as relatable, friendly. No, he's right. You're right. You're and, absolutely right. And, 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 and when it, it, well, I'm going to use Allie Sturm. God bless her. And she's a, she's a wonderful person. And I've spoken with her on the telephone. And I have nothing against Allie Sturm. But I'm going to use her in contrast with Katie Wingy in this case. Allie had struggled with the names of the players. I'm just going to be honest. She didn't know how to pronounce the names of the players. She didn't know anything about basketball. And her interview questions were were terrible. And when she would ask them, 
she would begin to nod the moment she asked the question as though she was understanding everything the players said. The Katie relates to the players. She's played the game yes. at a high level, yes, and and she was good. And she doesn't have to stand on a milk crate to hold the microphone up to Nikola Jokic. Um, she is absolutely stupendous on the altitude broadcast. I'm a huge, huge fan, and that's why I was so anxious to ask you about her. And she also has another thing going for her that I love as a viewer and just a Uh-oh. connoisseur. She's hot, not hot. She's got this hot, not hot thing going on. Like, as I joked about earlier in the show, where you and I and every viewer thinks they're the only ones that have a crush on her. Like, she's, I, under, I appreciate her special look. No, everybody does. Everybody thinks she's hot. And Romy Bean's got the same thing. It's kind of this... I can be hot, super hot, but then I make this silly Here, face or make this funny joke, and now I'm not super here, hot here's, anymore. Here's the thing about about women in sports is that they've got to be hot enough for, for men to pay attention to them, but then they have to know their shit. And then they have to work fucking three times as hard as the men just to just yes, for credibility. Do. And right? I, think th- I think three is setting the bar low. It's it's the old thing where um, everyone, everyone praised Fred Astaire, but it was Ginger Rogers who had to do it backwards and in a ball gown, right? <laughs> right. It's the whole thing. So the, the it's very impressive how, you know, um, you, lose, and- you lose me immediately as a viewer or a listener if you don't know your stuff absolutely immediately um if you don't know your stuff i don't care how good you look i, I don't and and you know maybe it's because i've been in media for so long and i'm, well, I'm a little it's jaded because you're so good looking yourself oh, shut up <laughs> he is he is very um, handsome no no but you're right though but the thing is is the men there's plenty of men who probably don't know their stuff but they're because they're men and they just kind of get the pass but women are constantly under under scrutiny about it and they're always going to be like oh she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about and it's just because of whatever the guy doesn't like her voice like you always get that the the woman who was doing the the games with um the foot fetish guy remember the foot fetish guy the coach oh, of the jets yeah, yeah. and and uh, and so foot right, fetish right. guy yeah <laughs> that's all i know him as um that's and, a twitter and, handle and, we should have <laughs> at foot fetish oh, I'm, guy i'm sure it exists but uh you know she was like oh her voice oh, her voice is so tinny and it's like well look they're not doing any favors in the booth for her they could be they could probably be pitching they could be like doing something sound wise for it but it's always like oh i can't listen to her and it's like you fucking assholes just have to you have to pick at something because it's a woman and there's always something that they're going to do and that's why women who can be successful at it who who are who are good and can and and can succeed man they're working they're working double time sports fans you look at somebody like doris burke and i mean there's not anybody like doris burke but if anybody could could be on that level. It might be Katie Wingy someday. And you mentioned the the fella earlier at Altitude, Kevin Ken Miller. Ken Miller. Kenny Miller. Love when Kenny. when Lauren was leaving town. She specifically mentioned him to me and yes. said he wishes huge success on the people that work for him, whether yes. it's for him or not. Yes, and and he promoted. He helped promote her to make that move to national, and he will do that for the people that he brings. But you're up. talking about the guy that that brought Jenny Kavnar on board. You're talking about the guy that worked with Alana Rizzo. You're talking about the guy that worked with Lauren Gardner. You're talking about somebody that decided to hire Katie Wingy that brought Lauren Jabara on board for the Avalanche, who was Kenny also very has, fabulous. By She's the way. Kenny very is Kenny has a fantastic um, eye 
for talent, which makes me wonder why he employs me. But he he does. Kenny is. I love Ken Miller, and those of you that are in the industry that are listening to this or watching us on seems the, like everyone I've spoken to who knows him. Kenny loves him. is Kenny is a really 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 talented Ken, guy. What, the, look at all the talent sitting here, Ken. What so, up? What's going what, on, Ken? You know, you talked about John. You brought up the way that um, guys um, can wind up watching sports. Um, there are not enough um, women in sports media on television. Especially there, not on the radio. There are not enough women on the radio. Um, and anybody, and I know people like this, um, unfortunately, anybody that tells me that, um, you know, whether it's, I don't care whether you're talking about Doris Burke or you're talking about Katie Wingy, um, that they somehow don't, belong kiss my ass yeah fuck that they know more about the sport than you ever will they know more about. i've been doing this for 29 years katie knows more about hoops than i do I, it, it, hands down it's not and Absolutely. it's not and it's not even close and so if you don't believe that women belong in the chair behind the microphone or belong in front of the camera you're an idiot you're part of the problem like shut up go away and I watch, and I don't care whether I don't care whether we're talking about um, with uh, Nikki Jabala. I don't care if we're talking about um, Katie or Lauren Jabara with with the Avalanche broadcast or anything. Do you guys ever watch the bullshit that they take on social media oh, from these chauvinist a holes? It's like I don't know how you put up with it. I don't. I don't know how you put up with it because they know more than these Twitter muscle guys will ever know about the sport. Let me ask you this. As a radio guy and a guy with a lot of experience in that field, I, I've spoken with Raj Sharon. I, Raj, why aren't there more women on the radio? And Raj said, because women in this industry are more inclined toward TV jobs. So, and so by the way, I will, say, the that, I will say that with men and women right now. Radio does not have the same. When I started 29 years ago, radio was a completely different business than it sure. is right now. I think that's also true of men, Colin. I will tell you that. I think that, that you don't have people that are going to school studying broadcasting saying, I want to be in radio. And that's 30 years ago. That wasn't the case. It was the other way around. There were people that want talk, talk radio is a dying industry. Um, I think what we're doing right now is sports talk. I think that's the, that's the difference for me. It is an audio medium to try to categorize it as a podcast, as radio, as whatever is where you have people that are trying to put things in silos that don't exist in silos anymore. Um, Randy Michaels, who used to be the head of JCOR and then ultimately Clear Channel, all of that. Some people will know who he is. Some people don't. Um, and as the progression with that company happened, and I worked with that company for a long time, it is now what is known as iHeart. Um, there was a statement that was made a long time ago that said, a long time ago, radio is no longer about tall towers and big fields. Okay? There was no more accurate statement made almost 20 years ago than that one, right? It's like it's no longer about that. So is sports talk dying? No. Look at the proliferation of podcasts. Look at this. Look at the downloads you guys get every time you put out an episode. It's not for it's not <laughs> dying. Well, I'm one of those. It's it's not dying. It's evolved. Absolutely. That's the yeah. difference. Uh, I listen to a ton of podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts, Matt Miller um, of Bleacher Report, one of the the one of the best draft analysts in the country when it comes to the NFL is Matt Miller at Bleacher Report. Matt does a great podcast called Stick to Football. 
Um, I learn more about the NFL draft listening to that podcast than I do listening to anything else as associated with the NFL and college guys coming out and getting ready for the draft. Matt's never done a radio show, but in a way, he does do a radio show. He does it every single now week. Now he does, sure. Exactly. Yeah. So Raj is right. I think that there are that the women that want to get into the business, there is not this appeal to radio that used to exist for all of us. I mean, I thought I was cool. I was 16 years old and I was on the radio and I, you know, I, my friends were like, Hey, I heard you on the radio. Like I thought that was really cool. Well, I, I have a similar story. When I was 16, 17 years old, I worked for a FM station in Colorado Springs and it's just, I, it was neat. It was neat. It doesn't have the same cool factor, but if you start to look at it and say, this is, this is sports talk. What we're doing right now is sports talk. Sure. What Al and Jojo do is sports talk. What Mike and Schlereth do is sports talk. Um, it, it, Nuggets live that they do before the games or anything, any of that is sports talk. But it's just that the channel's different. The terrestrial radio stations, what do you see as the future of that? I think that you have to recognize that it's not tall towers and big fields anymore. Um, and that is us with Mile High Sports. Look, I'm not stupid. We're not the number one sports radio station in town over at 1340 and 104.7. We're not. But I'll tell you what, the traffic that we get on our website and the people that listen to our podcast and the people that watch the live video in the studios blows the doors off of a ton of what is in this town right now. And it's a recognition that I just want the audience. I don't care how they come to us. And it goes all the way back to what we talked about at the very beginning about the fantasy football hour. It sucks that there's not a deal right now between Altitude and Comcast or between Altitude and Dish for people here in Denver to be able to watch Brad and Katie and I do the show. But you know what? We did a snippet previewing a Thursday night football game that was posted on Yahoo. They got 1.4 million hits. Jesus. 1.4 million hits for one two-and-a-half-minute segment of us giving some over-unders from a fantasy perspective for a Thursday night game. And by the way, it was a crappy Thursday night game, too. It was Tampa and somebody. So... The trick is but all those people playing monkey knife fight wanted to see what you had create, to say. create the content and stop being so concerned about what the medium and what the channel is. If the audience wants to consume it, they will find it. Well, and that's something that Mile High Sports has been good at for a long time, even before long before me, yeah. even before you entered there, is they don't subscribe to to, to Nielsen or Arbitron or anything like I don't that. Care. I can't they're, tell you what. Yeah, they're, they're, they don't even and. Knowing Reno as long as I have, yeah, it was always a matter of it, it, my benefit to my sponsors is not. A, I can't give them ratings. I can only give. I can, what I can give them is loyalty and the loyalty of my listeners. Yes. So if I have five thousand listeners mm-hmm. instead of one point two million, but but of those five thousand, five percent of them will come into your store yeah. and mention me. That's better. It's the, um, if you go back, say, seven, eight years in social media, right? You used to have all the powers that be, all the corporate level people wanted to know how many likes on your Facebook page. It was never about likes. It wasn't about, it, that's not what it was about. I'll tell you what it's about. Eric Goodman gave me Boyer's Coffee five years ago. Mm-hmm. He gave me a two bags and two coffee cups. Through his show, and he sent them. I called his show. They sent Boyer's Coffee. 
I buy Boyer's fucking coffee at Safeway week after week after week after week, and I have for years. They're right. Mile High Blend. That's my coffee. But if you get, like, you can have a Facebook page with 50,000 likes. That's not the number that matters. What, numbers, what matters is the engagement. Because those 50,000 people, to your point, Colin, there might actually only be 1,000 of them that truly interact with you on that particular channel, whether we're talking about Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. There might only be 1,000 of them, but those 1,000 are loyal, they're fans, they care, and they follow the sponsors. They're like little versions of NASCAR fans, sure. right? There's two, in, in my opinion in sports, there are two fan bases that are stupid loyal. They're crazy loyal, hockey and NASCAR. Yep. <laughs> Those are the two that are some of the most loyal. Like they will not only be loyal to the players, they will be loyal to the sponsors. They will be like, they are crazy loyal to that. And I would rather have 500 people that are really loyal that appreciate what we do than 50,000 that aren't going to notice if something changes or something happens. And that's that to me is a the difference between what we're able to do digitally now on the web and on mobile well, apps and stuff. I'll, I'll give you another micro example. Well, I was waiting on hold to go on Danny Williams' show on your on your station the other day. I heard an ad for the sharpest rides. Mm-hmm. Well, this week my the the old Dodge Dakota I gave my kid is it's failing. Things are going wrong. It's got one hundred and seventy thousand miles on it, and we got we started talking about. Maybe you should get a new used car and you know, get a reasonable payment. And what website did I visit with him to look over cars? The Sharpest Rides. I heard it while I was on hold. And so... Because so you are you are you're a consumer zombie. You just, I'm a you consumer know, whatever you zombie. hear, you just you just have to you have to <laughs> just... consumer. No, I, 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 it's relatable, and you don't have to have a huge following. You have to have a loyal following, and you have to have one that will support your sponsor. And I think you you said the evolution is 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 kind of what's important, and and the evolution, and when you see like newspapers have kind of like they kind of missed that boat, and all of a sudden they were like in a lot of trouble. Whereas like sports talk radio and and thing, oh, we got into a website, we got this, we got this. It's the evolution that that's fascinating, and how people have changed and said, well, let's let's offer podcasts, let's do this. And if you don't evolve, then yeah, you're gonna get left behind. Yeah, you're gonna get left behind. But the other part to it is you can't. Um, I think that that my radio brothers and sisters, some of them, um, frankly, have been stupid uh, over the years because all they wanted to do was say, let me find a way to do the same thing I'm doing over the air, but I'm going to do it digitally. Um, And that is also a mistake is to just go, oh, well, we'll just have a live stream. No, you, you, you can't. It's because now all you're doing is offering me the exact same thing that you were already offering me be new be creative do something different take advantage of the fact that the fcc isn't looking over your well, shoulder yeah, that's why we can sit here and say shit i mean it's i get it there's there are there's an evolution that needs to take place um i think there are some people in the radio industry that are playing catch-up um i think that's what the newspapers are doing they're playing catch-up they not they, for it, much longer they won't be. well but but they it the the light bulb went off way too late yes and that was the hawkman era the light bulb went off when Ben Hockman was at the post. That's when the light bulb went like, off. Oh, they started trying to develop digital prod, digitally. That that's when it happened. Right. And so, look, there are some people um, that I think get it. There are some people that are doing some really smart things. Um, I think there are people that have found ways to to put the two together. But to think like if 
if we sat here right now and said, okay, uh, we're going to do the, the three of us on this podcast again, 12 months from now. And to think that the conversation is going to be the same. It's not, it's going to keep moving. It's going to keep changing. We might have altitude on our TV sets. Oh, that would be good. Oh, oh God, we can, o- we, we can only hope. We can only hope. Well, man, the illegal stream is getting so old. It is getting stop so. Stop! Look, I do a show for them. Stop admitting you're doing <laughs> this crap do, illegally. I don't know what you're doing. Con. I had the abs and the nuggets running the other I night. I respect billionaires, so I do <laughs> not. I do not condone that, and I would never in a million years do that. So I don't one, know. What, one I, neat thing about it, though, last night that they were obviously showing the uh, the NBA TV or the NBA center court or whatever feed is what was coming up. How did they, and, how did they get that? I what, how no, does that work? I have no idea. But instead of commercials, they were showing the in-game entertainment. So I got Rocky's half-court backwards shot in the, awesome. in the fourth quarter. It was phenomenal. Wow, it's almost like you don't have to go to the games anymore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey. Oh, speaking of which, it's really expensive this year. Trying to go to a Nuggets game, like even last year, mm. I could buy last minute tickets for not bad. This year, it's like seventy five bucks just to walk through the front. Yeah, door. I was like telling my kid this morning, I was like, "Hey, you want to go to a hockey game this year?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's great." And I was like, "You know, I don't know about just getting down low anymore. <laughs> those are those seats are pretty hey, expensive. When you, got, when you got teams that are good, that demand takes over, Absolutely. especially when they're not on TV. Yeah, especially when they're not on TV, and you have to go down there to actually see them, which I never do. So um, this is great, and I and I feel that we could probably talk all night. That's because I get paid to talk. I mean, it's, it's not. Like, it's not just that. Nate. I mean, no, Nate, honestly, I, I, I can babble I, I, for a long you're time. You're not going to get paid. Yeah, you're not, no, you're not getting paid tonight. Hey, you <laughs> handed me a beer when I walked in, and that was payment enough. That's Trust me. My enough. friends would tell you, like, oh, you just you just overpaid him. You gave him, you gave him a big beer. You should have just given him a can. Oh, 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 it light, been holy shit, you overpaid. Well, no, you did the like the forty. Like you could have walked in with like a Dixie cup. I would have been like, all right, let's do this. this let's is, have some this fun. Is, this is uh, this is going to be worth it. My friends know how to pay me off for stuff, and it usually involves. Well, we appreciate you coming. In. And I and I like I said I think we could we could probably keep going and I would love to but I think we gotta we gotta cut it off because it's we're approaching an hour and a half which is which is Ooh, definitely wow, really? yeah it's definitely overtime eh, give or take it's probably maybe a little less well then that's a good sign because I didn't realize we've been talking that long no and I and I I don't I don't want to keep you so I know I know you had a long day and uh, you got a long day tomorrow so um, we'll let you go but first take it down a little bit we gotta, we gotta let the man we gotta let the man plug um, oh, wow let everybody know where we can find you everything you do all the all the dates and times all oh, that stuff man. No, it's, here's what I'd tell you uh, fantasy football hour because we're sitting here in the middle of football season myself Brad Evans um, Katie Wingy uh, we do the show. We tape it every Wednesday, uh, and then it airs in like massive rotation all around the country. Um, I'm going to humble brag. We're in 110 million households. Nice. Um, it is insane what the reach of that show is, and it's all because of Brad. I take no credit for that whatsoever. It is all because of Brad. Um, Brad Evans. Brad Evans. Uh, so he is on Twitter at Yahoo Noise. Uh, you That's guys right. probably Yahoo already. Is, yeah. You guys probably already follow Katie because of Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Nate Lundy. It's just first name, last name. What nice was your simple. old Twitter handle? Doc Hauser. That's right. Yeah. So Doogie Hauser has been my nickname for a long time. We never got into that. Let's not do it now. But I carried that nickname for a long time in my life, which I is where it. the Doc Let's Hauser came from. Is it because you look like Doogie Hauser? Uh, if I showed you pictures of me from middle school when that show was really popular, you'd go whole I, doppelganger. I yeah, lo- it was crazy. I, lo- I looked exactly. 
exactly like him. Too. It was it was uh, it was crazy. Um, so anyway, find me on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Please follow me, harass me, do whatever you want. Twitter trolls to me are funny, uh, so you guys are more than welcome to to troll me. But please watch the show. If you are somebody who does not have altitude as of the time that we're recording this, let's hope it changes soon. Um, it is available on demand on Yahoo. Um, and then it's not me. It is all of the ridiculously talented people that work with us at Mile High Sports. But just go find us at Mile High Sports because uh, we really do love what we're doing. We're fans. We love covering the teams. And so go, you know, Doug, and you talked about Danny and Mark and Jeff being on their show every Monday. Um, everybody, TJ McBride, all the guys that do stuff for us. It is, uh, it's a great team, and I'm really proud of them. It's awesome. Well, thanks for being here finally. We appreciate having you. Absolutely. We'll see if you, you know, maybe another five. I mean, I've been in Denver for almost 10 years. You've invited me once. Colin, listen, I try to get you on. Colin it's going to be going, a decade Colin from now. Going, no, no, no. Let's, let's wait He's on him. He's not going to actually let's, say anything. Let's wait He's on gonna him. He's going to Hawkman this. Yeah, He's and I was gonna, like, Colin's like, I don't know about that. And I said, look, it might be good. And he's like, no, no, no. We didn't <laughs> even get into Big Al stories. Oh, Wow. Well, you know what? Maybe that'll be for the next time. So, no, we always say this, and we always go, "Oh no, this is a great show," and it was. And come on back soon. Seriously, come back soon. You can come back anytime. We would love to have it. you. We could sit here and talk all night, but uh, you know, I, I have I have listened to the podcast for a long time. I love what you guys do. I love the candid nature of it. And the truth is, you guys are the same way. You're fans first, more absolutely. than anything else. You're fans first, and that's what makes it fun to listen to. I love I loved it. Well, this we're great. assholes first, and then we're fans. <laughs> oh, that's me too. That's yeah. It's pretty much everybody. So. That's good stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate having you in. It was awesome. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's good times. Bronco Jeff, thanks for filling in for Scott. My pleasure. We appreciate it. Bring those tunes up, and uh, we'll we'll get out of here. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be back soon. I know you. I know you can't live without us, folks. So until next time, this has been the South Stands Denver Fancast. Adios. We love you, Denver. <laughs>